Welcome to Around the Board, a show where four board game enthusiasts discuss board game topics and news. Here are your hosts, Andy Barnett, Chris Thomason, Daniel Connors, and John Theismann. Now, join us Around the Board. Hey, thanks, Andy. Uh, how you guys doing? You have a good Father's Day? I had a uh, great Father's Day. Some we of us had, had better than others, I think. <laughs> Apparently not as good as you, from the looks I, of I, it. I got a balloon, so I'm, I'm very happy. Best dad ever. I mean, it's it, official. Yes. You can't be unhappy with a balloon. I don't you think can't. It's possible. You can't go wrong with a balloon. I mean, no, especially these little ones, they last forever. So. You certainly can't lie with a balloon. <laughs> they are the truth. They're, it's kind of like holy, holy scripture, right? So I just find well, it kind of awkward that because that was blasphemous. You got something that's the best dad ever. I got something with the best dad ever. <laughs> Somebody's lying. Someone's Somebody's lying. I think lying. there's different uh, organizations. It's kind of like how you can have different heavyweight mm. championship belts. So okay. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah, it's based okay. on the promotion. That makes yeah, sense. We are, right. we are all different weights, probably. So that's that a different weight class, possibly. That's right. <laughs> Daniel, you're not in my weight class. I'm sorry. I think I might be in a different age class. I can go to toe to toe. Yeah, you're right. You're the dad of four, and I'm the dad of two. That's different, different weight there. Hey, I got an idea. How about some news, Daniel? There all we right. Well, well, you don't want to hear about my epic Father's Day gaming extravaganza? Uh, uh, well, yeah, tell us about that first. Tell us yeah. what he got. No, I'll wait for it later because we're going to talk okay. about kids and gaming oh, later. So I'll, I'll, I'll get to are. that later. So okay. so the news then. All right. Backer Kit. Have you guys heard of Backer Kit? I've, uh, I'm not sure I have. I don't understand the words coming out of your mouth. That's what I expected to hear. So Backer Kit is this, uh, I don't know, company, I guess you call them, that... Uh, manages kickstarter pledges so if i have a kickstarter i put it online uh, backer uh, kit says all right i will help you um, do stretch goals and uh, uh add-ons and all that and when the project's over we'll ship the stuff out for you they, they kind of manage the end of the the campaign well there was backer kit and there's game found and there's probably some others like game ox i could be a little bit wrong on some of these but the point is game found started their own kickstarter crowdfunding you know competitor against kickstarter and mm -hmm. now backer kit did as well so mm. that is now for those of you keeping track at home that is three crowdfunding uh backer kit or uh, crowdfunding uh, possibilities for board yeah. games so and as we all know i always think we can use another one that's for sure <laughs> i know right is it wasn't there a site called like indiegogo or something a while back Ah, yes. There still is Indiegogo, just there's okay. no board games on it. I know the Dice well, Tower does crowdfunding, and uh, Tom Basil said that he checks Indiegogo every week. There you go. <laughs> Can you crowdfund it. via Patreon? That's I don't know. what it is. It's just different. Sure. What about MySpace? Gosh. <laughs> you and Tom go way back, don't you, Andy? Uh, what about did. AOL? Hey, um, my Zanga. But, You've got mail. So, did this used to be a part of Kickstarter? You said, or what's? Well, it's they handled an a, a, another aspect of a Kickstarter campaign. So they would be the ones who, you know, like when a Kickstarter is over and they tell you to go fill out a pledge manager. Yeah. And you're telling them, oh, I want this add-on, this add-on. I want to have this, and then they tell you what the shipping is. All of that's done through these pledge managers, and Backerkit was one of those. But they are board game specific, and now they're like, oh, well, we can uh, put our ring in the, you know, throw our hat in the ring. And they, they've gotten big names so far. The they're One of their biggest ones that they made a big announcement with was uh, Seth LaFair Games, the, you know, the, the publishers of Gloomhaven. Oh. Yeah, they're going to be putting Gloomhaven miniatures on there. 
And I kind of looked at they have upcoming events pages, and there is 9,000 people following that campaign that has not launched yet. The second Mm. most is 4,000, and that's Spirit Island. Third most, under 1,000. Hmm. So if that tells you anything, people are excited about this. Apparently uh, so. Bloomhaven miniatures. So are they? So what you're saying is we need to put ourselves on backer kit. That way, people will support us and not know who we are. (laughs) (laughs) No backer kit. No. All right. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure we got the name out there one more time and gave it a little, uh, you know, significance. (laughs) Yes, we are getting paid for this, you know. So there you go. <laughs> on the back end. On the back end. Maybe. Maybe. Years from now. Royalties. That's right. Yeah. We'll, we'll uh, back pay this in case it ever comes yeah. up. <laughs> so what else is in the news? All right. Well, you guys know I am a fan of Unmatched. And as uh, those of you who are uh, can see from the side there, we're going to talk about some Unmatched later. But there's some Unmatched in the news as well. So we yes. have Unmatched Storage Solutions on GameFound right now. Oh, have really? Any of you seen these yet? No. Mm-mm. You guys just don't pay attention to, <laughs> to board games, well, do you? I'm I'm a, I'm a Euro Euro guy, man. Oh, yeah. I only, I only guy pay too. attention to the Spiel des Jahres. <laughs> oh. But I had to what tell you, you the that, winners Johnny? of those. <laughs> I felt your spit from here. That's right, Johnny. <laughs> well, anyways, Unmatch has the storage unit, and it's a pretty interesting uh, take on it. It um, they're called they're called uh, Boost Cubes. And there's these uh, little plastic cubes that hold the cards and the miniatures and all the little tokens that come with it. And uh, each box is going to hold 12 boost cubes. So if you get three boxes of 12 boost cubes. (laughs) Do me a favor, Daniel. I would like you to say that uh, three times fast. Can you do that for me? Boost cubes, boost cubes, boost cubes. Ooh, that was painful. Uh, Oh, was I... Sorry, I jumped the gun on there. Okay, anyways. <laughs> so, uh, now get this. The, they're all really cool. The boost cubes are uh, very inner. Uh, great idea. and I love it. I love the way they look. It's a nice, sleek box, which mm. Unmatch is known for. Uh, anybody want to guess the price, though? For three boxes that hold all three, or every game, every Unmatched set that's come out. So, three it boxes. takes basically three boxes to hold one set, right? Because most of them come with three. So, it would be... No, no, no. Each box holds 12 figures. And there's oh, about 30 okay. figures right now, so that means you need Total three and... boxes to. Feel store. like I'm. On t- I'm I, I feel like I'm. I'm. I'm reading an algebra question or something. Yes. Or some, yes. How this many be... cubes does it take to? Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I, I guess I misunderstood. Isn't there so each fighter is going to have its own cube though, right? Correct. And okay. 12 cubes fit in a box. Oh, okay. So you need so three you boxes. Box 12 cubes. You need three 12 boxes cubes. to hold everything. <laughs> How, much? How much are the Give cubes? Give me a price. Daniel? Give me a price. For what now? For how, for how, for a, for everything? Okay. With the way Kickstarter's going right now, I'm gonna go with uh, uh, seventy eight dollars. Actually, nine eighty. Well, that's still reasonable 80. in doing uh, whole numbers. That's, that uh, sounds then, like the inflation price. And then, uh, so it's like eighty dollars uh, for the to the the all in, and then it's gonna be hundred and twenty dollars in shipping. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I was thinking it'd be like hundred and twenty dollars for the zombies. package. <laughs> Then like $180 for the really cool plastic etched ones that have the logo on each box. All right. Well, it is $165. That's pretty close. For three boxes. <laughs> that's for everything though, right? That's everything you need? Well, that's three boxes. That's everything you need now. <laughs> exactly. 
but they also have neoprene masks you can buy. You can also buy Ooh. some promo cards, which I'm all about the promo cards. Oh, I want those, though. I know, right? Yep. And then yep. you can also buy bags. So instead of storing the cubes in a box, you can store the cubes in a bag. Now, yeah. now do they have bags for the bags? Because I'm worried about <laughs> keeping my storage solution in good condition. Yes, yes. Yeah, That's I'll... what I'm worried about. <laughs> yes, I need a canvas bag to put my plastic bags in. Yeah, because I'm not ever actually going to play this game. I'm just going to like curate its storage solution mm. awesome. on the shelf forever. Yes. Well, it sounds like yeah. you're becoming more of a modern gamer, Chris. There you go. <laughs> Congratulations, Chris. Funny because this, this, uh... this is like. It's... For some reason, these kind of things don't appeal to me because I'm like the guy that doesn't ever throw away his expansion boxes because, yeah. you know, so I, mean, I use everything in the box they come in. And so, I don't know, I, I like the boxes they come in. I'd be fine with it. Lugging around a few boxes. It really does. This, yeah, is not going to be up my alley at all. But then you yeah. still have the boards. You still have a board that comes with each one. Each box so, holds three boards. Holds three, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, that's all right. I'll just bring all the games. Yeah. And I will say, Unmatch, one of the biggest appeal of it is the art. So the idea mm-hmm. of getting rid of all the boxes are a little yeah. painful. Um, I I get rid of expansion boxes now. I don't hold on to them anymore. But my Unmatch has an entire shelf dedicated to Unmatched because it's just beautiful. I just want to yeah. look at them. It's good art. It's yeah. good art. So it's hey, I was going to jump in there uh, for yeah. a moment, but like I appreciate art, but not as more than I used to recently. And so like I was even thinking that when John was talking about throwing away the boxes, I'm like. Not trying to be like, wah, wah, but like yeah. at the same time, I feel kind of bad like throwing away someone's like hard work that like yeah. you know like yeah. did the art for that that expansion box. So I haven't chimed in much here, but I feel like this is an appropriate time oh. for me to say something. So I'm going to. I recently <laughs> bought a couple of games from someone in a math trade, including Viticulture, and it didn't come with a box. <laughs> I was just gonna talk about that. I was like, I, I really would, would like. I really would like a box. If someone out there has a box, <laughs> why would you trade for it? I, well, I, I didn't. Re- I guess I didn't read the the fine print. It's right in the description. I was yeah, like, I guess, I was reading that apparently, guy's description. I'm like, apparently, who would want this? It's like I, his own boxes that he like pre well, printed. I got a great deal on it, but it just didn't have I the box. Hope. So yeah. uh, apparently this guy likes to just store all the components yes. in uh, a little wooden box and then all the manuals oh. and the boards and like yes. a, one of those uh, manila folders and he puts oh. it in the file cabinet. Which I, just... I've seen this. I actually saw, <laughs> yeah. like I've seen a couple photos of people doing this. I guess this is like a new, like kind of yeah. a niche, like community thing yeah. Very within, within the board game community of people, yeah, getting yeah. rid of all the boxes. Is this like... I don't know. Is this Maybe like tiny houses for board That's games or say. something? Minimalists? It must be that same crowd. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, wow. You know what? Actually, I think one of them I actually saw <laughs> in a tiny house. I think you're right. Like, I think I remember seeing <laughs> there one. There you go. Like, you got to have the file cabinet of board games in the tiny, house. Yeah. In yeah, the yeah, tiny yeah. house. I mean, you got to. So. I saw All right, one guys. person that used a, like the back of the door like like shoe thing. Ah, oh you know yeah, oh, yeah. And they put they put all their games in bags and then put yeah. them in those things. And I was like, okay, <laughs> whatever works for you. Well, I am sure this conversation has literally given some of the gamers out there nightmares. So I think that's a great spot <laughs> yes. to end our news. So thank you for your time. Yep. And now it's time to go around the board. So what do you got for us, Chris? All right. Well, today 
we are going to play another round of Play Shelf Trade. Ooh, so, excellent. Uh, My favorite. This little game Always a good play. one. Huh? For those of us who have not tuned in before, Correct. which would be me, I guess, because I never watched our first episode. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Well, yeah. how does this game work? Well, Andy, let me tell you, since you didn't watch, uh, what it is is I'm going to come up with three games, um, and we're going to go around the other three uh, contestants here, or podcasters, I don't know, whatever you guys people are, what do you call them? People. <laughs> people. Human beings. I will take that title. The show. Podtestants. Podtestants. Oh, I like that one. Uh, <laughs> that does not sound right. Oh. <laughs> no. uh, I'm going to give the three games, and then they're going to go and decide which one they want to play. That means the game they want to play, like right now, they're excited about it. Like that sounds great. We're going to sh- the one game they're going to shelf. They're like, that sounds pretty cool, but I'm not like needing it this moment, so I'm put it on the shelf. And trade is, yeah, I don't need this game in my life. I'm going to trade it and find something that I want to play now. For example, so. Uh, so this, so today we're actually going to go with all games that are space related. Okay. So, you know, hmm, okay. Little mm-hmm. theme going on. Here. Are we going to get and eclipse again? On top of that, not eclipse, uh, but on top of that, uh, one of the games is 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 a game that people talk about it in relation to eclipse. But regardless, oh. what not only are these all space games, but they actually are number six, seven, and eight consecutively currently on BGG. Oh wow! Yeah. Very so nice. number six is Twilight Imperium 4th Edition. Okay. Number seven, Star Wars Rebellion. Okay. And number eight, Gaia Project. So Ooh. fairly different games, certainly Ooh. from one another. Yes. But still all space, still all pretty big. Um, and and, de- and I'm not even so much heavy as demanding, I guess, in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So what say you, Daniel? Twilight Imperium, Star Wars Rebellion, Gaia Project, Play sell, Shelf Trade. All right, so let me think about this. I would like to... Uh, man, this is a hard choice. So I, I think i got to start with trade. I'm going to start with trade. Twilight okay. Imperium is just not... I, too long. I just don't have any real desire to play that game. Um Maybe in the right situation and the right time. Like at a con? <laughs> yeah, maybe at a con. But maybe not. Because I just... <laughs> I, have, I have better things to do than play a six-hour game at a con. I never quite understood that. So, uh, anyways. So, uh, Shelf. I'm going to Shelf uh, Star Wars Rebellion. I've actually played it once. It was pretty fun. I played it with um, our friend Ben Mora. And uh, during, a, during a Super Bowl party, actually. So that's what I did during the Super Bowl, was play Star Wars Rebellion. And then uh, as far as play, I'm going to go with um, the last one, which was Gaia Project. Yes. Um, I never got around to playing Terra Mystica or Gaia Project, so I would love to play those, and I think I would um, not hesitate to play that again. So there you go. Those are my three. Wow, I'm surprised you never Terra Mystica or Guy Project. That's really impressive. I guess it's more Guy Mystica, Guy Project or Terra Mystica, but either way, yeah. it's surprising you never played either. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, John, what 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 say you on these three? What I say is I need to run play shelf trade next time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because uh, space games, for some reason, I think I mentioned it last week when we were talking about arcs. Space games just never work for me. I I just don't even gravitate towards them at all. And so, oh, I see what you did there. Gravitate. Been, yeah, Gravitate. you like it? I, I like that a so, lot. There we go. <laughs> so, I'm thinking, uh, geez, 
It's it's a tough one. I think I'm gonna play Star Wars because I know people that play it, and it looks it actually looks like it might be fun. Uh, what is it? Outer Rim? Is that the one it is? Is it Outer Rim? Is that which is the one you're talking about? Star Wars Rebellion. Rebellion. That's it. Whatever. And uh, <laughs> they're all the same. Gaia Project is way shorter than Ti, so I will go ahead and shelf that one. And then Ti, I can probably get a good game if I trade that. So. I think that would be uh, by default the one that would be traded because I get me some get me some worth get me some money maybe maybe even sell it outright but I don't think it's one of the options so <laughs> that's the route I'm going I'm afraid I don't have a lot of insight in these games other than I will probably never play any of them so, so I, I got a really quick question just because I know okay. you. so you're big on theme I am big on it, theme it, right and so like is space just not like a theme any of the, I just, for some reason, any of the games that I've played that do have a space theme just don't, just don't cut it. I don't know. So okay. I just, I mean, it's fair. I'm not attacking you. Just like, and I was so, just intrigued. So. I don't think, you know, throwing one out there that's going to last all day would be the way to maybe get into it. But <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's maybe I could be surprised. I could be, maybe, I could be, be wrong. I, these might be my favorite games if I played them. You're right. You could be changed by immersion. Like, I could you just do it for so long. You're like, yes. I'm in now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andy, true. what you got on these three? Well, unlike John, I do appreciate a good space game, especially one with lasers. <laughs> Someone has um, a soundboard. <laughs> somebody has a soundboard and it's me. Um, I, I, I'm actually going to disagree with both of those guys uh, completely. Uh, Twilight Imperium sounds awesome. It sounds fantastic. I love Eclipse, and I hear Twilight Imperium is the uh, the original Eclipse, right? Or, or the better version of it. It's longer, but sure, it's going to be fun. It's it, it sounds awesome. I I'm not afraid of a long game that is going to be fun. And uh, I, Twilight Imperium sounds fantastic. Uh, if it's anything like Eclipse, which again I've heard it is, um, great game. So uh, I will definitely be playing Twilight Imperium, and I will join you in playing that, Chris. We can play it all day next Saturday if you'd like or, or whatever. Uh, right. Bust it out at a con. Um, the other games, you know, I was looking at them. I, I haven't played either, and they, they look like they have some similarities. Uh, Gaia Project's a little heavier, it looks like, uh, but they both have some, uh, you know, contracts. Uh, it looks like maybe area control in both of them. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say uh, I'll put Gaia Project on the shelf and I will trade away Star Wars Rebellion mostly because it's an IP. And so, you know, I just, I hate to be that guy. I love it if IP games are good, but I, it tends to be the case that intellectual property games fall flat a lot of times for me. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just go with that. That's my gut on it. I mean, it's number, what, seven on Board Game Geek? Yeah, so even if it's IP, bad. it's probably pretty yeah. good. Eh. I mean, like, for example, Battlestar, like, it's, like, mythical, right? And it's nowhere near seven, right? And it's an IP, so... It I, once I, was at seven. Well, I guess that's true. I don't yeah. know if it's mythical. But there used to be ga good games at the top, and now they're all trash. <laughs> except for, like, I guess number two, that one's a good game. But, like, one in, like... What is it? Uh, one and no. uh, four specifically are tar terrible trash. So they well, the problem is, is we've got Haven in the name or something. I don't know. We've got things like Gloomhaven and, and, and Star Wars Rebellion taking up great spots that should be held by the Doctor himself, <laughs> Reiner Knizia. Oh my God! Right. Is, is horribly bland Euro games that have awesome six? mechanisms. Did you guys Gloomhaven come out? Let's take up a lot of space too. We need to see this. Is he back in the top 100? I, I just wonder if you two trolls have and Euphrates is came out of your basement in the past five years to play a new game. I mean, I'm just curious. <laughs> the, I am too busy 
uh, doing agriculture. Yes. Because okay. I love me some Agricola and Caverna and, and whatnot. In my basement. <laughs> yeah. Throwing some mushrooms. I won't tell you what kind of uh, yeah. hydroponics I'm doing down here. But uh, anyway. Um, All right. Well, yeah, that's my take. Chris, you won't give us your take, Chris. Oh, yeah, it's true. I forgot I have part of this as well. I don't just moderate. Okay. Uh, so I will go with. Man, this one's tough. <laughs> you did it to Golly. yourself. Yeah. I know. I haven't right? thought about it yet. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. So I guess I'll go with play with Twilight Imperium just because Ugh. it's TI. Okay. And I've never played it. I've actually never got it at the table. So for that reason alone, I'm going with TI's play. The shelf and trade, I don't know. I, I guess Gaia Project, I'll shelf. Because I really enjoy Terra Mystica, and apparently it's supposed to be Terra Mystica Plus. And, you know, I like fantasy and sci-fi, so sure, why not? See see what the difference in theme might be. I really hate trading Star Wars Rebellion, because I've heard it's so good. And it's hard to find a quality, you know, two-player game. I mean, there's a lot of them, but again, it's still exciting when you have uh, a new one, right? To, to add to the list. And the IP adds extra right and, and yeah. i've seen the boards of all the planets and miniatures and stuff it's pretty amazing so i hate to do it but yeah i guess i'm trading star wars rebellion all right well it's sad to hear that you're gonna let go of such a great game <laughs> i'm not happy about it chris i'm a little disturbed that we agree completely oh well it's gonna be that is pretty wild i, I mean i the feeling's mutual that that's wonderful <laughs> fantastic all right well what do we got next? I believe it is I talking about our next uh, a little subject on around the board, and that oh, subject yes. is centers around around the mm -hmm. game of Crocodile, and this game has kind of taken the gaming world by storm lately, and uh, <laughs> it's a Canadian invention. Oh, what? 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 Don't Yes, it, uh, as I said, it's a Canadian invention, and <laughs> many people love playing it, some of them on this podcast, and I love playing it as well. It's a great game. Mm -hmm. However, there seems to be some confusion in the gaming community, because mm -hmm. when you talk to somebody and you're, you're saying, hey, how many, how many games have you gotten played in this year? You know, I'm trying to get a, a game a year, like, a, you know, at least, at least, you know, 50 games a year or whatever, and, oh, I've got, you know, 200 plays in already. Really? Yeah, 180 of them are crocodile that I play with my kids ah. every 10 minutes. And it's, I'm like, I'm sorry, this is not a board game. Crocodile is not what? a board game. So that's what we're going to discuss in this segment. Is Crocodile a board game? Can it be considered a board game? To me, it cannot be considered a board game. If you consider Crocodile a board game, you have to consider things like billiards. You have to consider lawn darts. You have to consider shuffleboard. And none of those are board games. It's, 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 if you're not familiar with it, it's bumper pool, but you're pushing the pucks around with your finger and it's a fun <laughs> game, but is it a board game? I say nay to that. And because I was so rude to him last week, I'll throw it to him immediately this time. Daniel, what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, why do I have to keep starting? I'm, you guys are putting me on the spot here. So, um. So it's Crokinole board game. Um, yeah. You know, I, if push could to sum, I, I, I guess I would have to say only if Horseshoes is a board game. 
Oh, Boo! Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, and honestly, it's very similar to pool, and we don't log pool on Board Game Geek. So why do we uh, do uh, Crocodile? Is it just because we sit down? Just because your butt is in the chair? That counts as a board game? We need to actually... Part of the rules. Well, <laughs> no, it, you're right. It is part of the rules, which it does make it mm. a, a fun fun thing but uh anyways. the one cheek rule is what it's called <laughs> so, in tournament yeah. play yeah um i mean krogano is a fine game i i do enjoy it it was fun but yeah when me and andy's had some competitions in the past about who's played the most games i played 97 games of gloomhaven and andy's <laughs> like yeah well i've uh, played more games than you and i'm like oh wow how many more and he's like oh about 100 more i was like okay what's your top game played he's like i played 100 games of krogano that's not a game guys that's yeah. that's not yeah. that's not a game um and it's fine if you have fun with it and enjoy it but don't lo- don't log it on board game geek that's that's just absurd do, yeah. do you log click clack lumberjack or coconuts <laughs> yeah. well of or, course uh, uh, andy you'll get your chance you'll get your chance let's go to chris let's see what chris has to say chris what <laughs> i i'm ashamed of you daniel uh, <laughs> oh you, no you've cut me deeply today uh yeah i mean it's it's a board game, right? Like, I mean, first of all, I, the logging, is whatever. Uh, I, I honestly was against it for the longest time. I do it now. I still don't care, but I, I do it. Um, so it doesn't matter if I've played more than someone else. Like, it's that's the weirdest like flex I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, so so I log. I would log a game of Crokinole. Now, am I like if I play? You know, Andy came over and we played like seven games in a row am i logging each game no i'm just gonna log one play of it because it doesn't matter um but but it's a game i mean chess it's a game but is it a board game yes because chess is a board game chess is an abstract board game and crokinole is an abstract dexterity game so i mean if we want to say chess is not a board game I, I guess if we're getting that consensus, we got that consensus, <laughs> then I could I could agree Crokinole is not. But as long as chess is a board game, Crokinole 100% is an abstract dexterity game. So. All right. Yeah, I really didn't like that, Chris. Uh, uh, Daniel, or uh, Andy, <laughs> the man, the face, the voice, the hair, Andy Barnett. Yeah, thanks so much, John. I really appreciate you finally giving me a crack at this. I will, I will tell you this, okay? I've, I've got something for you right here. You see this? I see it. I see it. <laughs> Don't get hernia. This is a board. A beautiful board right there. Yeah. Board game. <laughs> is, is that it? That's the argument? <laughs> That's the argument? <laughs> it's a board. Like and it is a game. <laughs> and it is amazing. <laughs> it is the is one of the oldest board games. It is it is fantastic in every way. So my my point still stands. If you don't log Crokinole, does that mean you're not logging any other dexterity game? Because there's a lot of other dexterity board games. How about Flick 'em Up? How about uh, Flip Ships? How about uh, Click Watch Clack Lumberjack? Huh? Huh? <laughs> I was afraid of what you're saying there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you want me to address that or not? No, or I don't want you to because it's okay. still my turn. Okay. That's <laughs> All right. Sit down. Sit down, Johnny. Uh, JT, take a take a seat back. Uh, it's a, it's a fantastic board game. And yes, I'm going to log every single one of them because you know what? You said it doesn't matter to log them. Chris, of course it matters. If, if you're going to log anything, log what you love. And I love Crokinole and it's a board game and I log it and I play it. And it's a board game. There you go. There's there a lot I of go. things I love. I don't log. And it's Canadian. I, did, I think it would be really weird. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so you bring up the dexterity game. Yes, there are dexterity games. The dexterity games, you're not. It, it's not a game of okay. It's a dexterity game, like like uh, flick them up. You're not just flicking things. It's a Western theme. You're shooting people. You're, it's it's you're being immersed into a different world, a game world. Oh, okay. It's not just. I'm literally pushing this puck into this hole. This puck represents a puck that is mine. The hole represents a hole that gets me points. So That's if bullish. we if we themed Crokinole after golf, would that be okay? Like you're you're putting a yes. hole, a ball in the hole. <laughs> yes. Stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> well, what what if what if we put like pictures of our family members on them, and then like when it gets in the the hole, it's you know they're the they're the winner of the family now. Does that work? <laughs> if you were if it was like yeah, this is our family tree, and we're pushing people in and out, and maybe pushing people out of our will. Maybe that could be what it is. Then then it, then it would have a theme. Yeah, I don't know. Then I, then I could be on board with it. Chris, like I don't a know. New dexterity expansion for last will. Chris, I don't know if you set me up. I don't know if you set me up on purpose for that or not, but I did get a gift from my good friend Dave and Jenny, uh, good friends that have our Private. pictures on the crokinole pieces. So correct, yeah, oh, that's nice. super cool. No, th this is my theme. I have a real question for you guys, though. Why do we log? I mean, I, I say log because whatever. But why do we consider crokinole a board game when we don't consider pool a board game? Because to me, pool those is not are on a board. Things. Pool is played on like a ton, uh, a slate of marble that weighs like a ton. You can't take it with so, you. So those little uh, little games that we had as a kid that was like 80 games on a tabletop where you could shove them around with little sticks. We could log all 80 of those games, though, with the little I nets believe. on the corners. Yeah. I that is I, true. I, I have the it. The box said 80 board games. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And Crokinole's one of them. Dave the real, has play the thing it, you're talking about. So, the real question is, it comes down to authority, and if it's on Board Game Geek, you can log it. And Crokinole is on Board Game Geek, so shove it. Right. <laughs> right. The great overlords of BGG say so, so I guess it is so. decided. All right. <laughs> I don't have to be happy with it, Andy. <laughs> I don't you have to be happy with, be happy with it. All right, I guess that wraps up our crocodile yeah. tournament. And after Talk. round two, uh, the points, we'll just do a quick rundown. Uh, Chris and I, Chris, the the victor from last episode, uh, we're, uh, you, we're trailing at six. Uh, John, you're at seven, and Andy is pulled ahead at nine. Oh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Andy's got a balloon. <laughs> All right, Andy, do you got something else for us here? Uh, I do not. I think we're going to take a quick break, though, and uh, when we come back, we'll check our mail and uh, get back into our third and fourth game. But first, a word from one of our sponsors. The year's 2914. All that's left is us and those beasts. I say us, but you know what I mean. Some of us. The rest were all taken. Some say it's a religious thing. Me? I don't know. What I do know is this. Nearly 25% of Earth's population disappeared overnight. And if that's not creepy enough, soon after, a plague of sorts descended on us. Raptors. Thousands of them started appearing everywhere. Now, they hunt us day and night. Some call it God's judgment. Others call it... Raptor Rapture! Join your friends in this post-apocalyptic tabletop adventure for one to five players. Will you survive the night? Will you meet your maker? Will the raptors feast on your flesh? Roll the dice and find out. Raptor Rapture, coming soon to Kickstarter. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that was uh, something, wasn't it? Oh, yes. my. That's, that's <laughs> a must-back. Uh, yes. Let's get back, back into the show. 
What's that? <laughs> Gotta love that back kicker. That's yes, right. Back kicker. Back kicker. <laughs> back kicker. Uh, that reminds me of, what was it? Uh, uh, did you guys ever watch Community? Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Do you remember they watched the punch kicker kick that puncher. was named one of the movies? <laughs> kick puncher. Punch kicker, too. Anyway, um, it's mail time. Punches are the power of kicks. Yes. That's right. Mail time. <laughs> mail time. Let's go straight to the mailbag. And we do have a nice letter that came in from uh, an HF Moobs. HF Moobs writes, I love your insight and wit. Riddle me this, though. If you were on a desert island and could only have board games by one game designer, which game designer would you have games oh. by? Well, thank you, HF. Uh, for me, I think the answer is pretty simple. I would go with the one, the only, Stefan Feld. I have not met a Stefan Feld game that I did not like. They may look terrible, but boy, they play great. And that means games <laughs> like Notre Dame, Bora Bora, Forum Trajanum, uh, Castles of Burgundy. The list goes on. Bruges. Anyway. You get my point. I love me some Stefan Feld. Chris? Uh, well, I mean, I guess if that's the case, the uh, the Desert Island, and based on a designer, I, I got to go with uh, one Gary Gygax. Uh, that's, uh, you know, you got D&D and oh, a couple other games. Chainmail. And uh, that's not a board game. Infinite plays. Well, I mean, why not? I play it on a board. I have to sit down to do it. Uh, oh, I was just imitating I Daniel. I know. I it's know. not a board game geek, so it's not a board game. I was really not actually. Well, that's right. I, I think it, it is. It no, gets it's, its not. It's a whole other site. Yeah, that's there's right. There's the tabletop roll, uh, geek page. That's so right. It's it right. a whole other site. That's right. So Now, that's a cop out, um, but that's fine. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Alexander Pfister. Um, not a. Um, yeah, he does some really great Euro games. Uh, everyone I've played of his, I've enjoyed. I have a backlog of games I need to play from him still that I just haven't got to the table yet, but I'm super excited for it. But beyond that, like I don't know any other designer that I'm really like, when they get to have a new game out, I'm like, ooh, i got to find out about it. But Alexander Pfister. Sorry. Now, Daniel, wrong. Uh, for, for those who might not Pfister. be connoisseurs like us, mm -hmm. uh, name some games by Alexander Pfister. Oh, sure. Uh, his most famous is Great Western Trail. Um, a lighter game that I enjoy is uh, Broom Service. He's also done uh, the new hotness of Maracaibo and Boone Lake um, and uh, some others. Yeah, that's all I got, though. But yeah, Alexander. Fair enough. Fister. Finster. John, what about you? Uh, well, Mr. Moobs, um, <laughs> it's funny, Andy would just use the word connoisseur because I was going to use that in the, just now in my, in my part of this segment because... Terrible if, minds think alike. If, if games were wine i would not be a connoisseur i would be a wino <laughs> because i don't pay attention to designers i know when i when i see a game oh that's by so-and-so yeah it's rosenberg okay yeah i've heard of him that's that is a good game i don't sit here and follow every designer and what they come out with and what their entire catalog of games is so i really don't have a designer i'm gonna pick and decide like games you want me to tell you games i like i would tell you games that i would have on a on a so, desert so, island but so you're saying that you're, you're saying that just like when you drink wine, you just want a board game in a box. Just get <laughs> I want a box, box of board games. Yeah, anything just like in a, a box. box of wine. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, so not your copy of Viticulture. <laughs> What's that? Not, yeah, not no. <laughs> well, right, because my copy of Viticulture doesn't have a box. I don't like Viticulture, so you're right. I don't like. Oh. So that wouldn't so, work for me either. So I'm going to go from one cop out to another. Though this cop out is legit. 
the good doctor, Rana Knizia, because yeah. I got 700 games I can play, so I'm good forever. Yeah, Bro. but none of them are in the top 100, so is it even <laughs> worth playing? Well, maybe it's time we just burn BGG to the ground. <laughs> well, on that happy note, let's get back into playing some games, shall we? Um, it's time for our next topic, and it just so happens to be my game that we're going to host next, and that topic is gaming with kids. This came up in a, a conversation we were having off the air, and we we, uh, we had some interesting things to say. I wrote down some pros and cons that I'm going to read to you here that are going to get me in trouble, okay? They're going to get me in trouble with my, my significant other. So I'm going to say, here are the pros. Well, here, here, should I go with pros first or cons first? What do you think, guys? Um, uh, it's your segment. Let's get the cons out of the way first, okay? <laughs> kids, kids ruin games. I, I mean it. I mean it. I kid you not. Uh, I had some really cool games that I thought would be fun to play with the kids, like King of Tokyo, Echidna Shuffle, uh, Sorry Sliders, and they've ruined everything. The, the, and it's just it, at this point, I'm just like, whatever. Forbidden Island. They, they've just destroyed the games, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty frustrated by that. So there's that. That's a con. Uh, kids don't understand games. You know, they they just you know. Although my oldest is getting oh, there. That, that, that my oldest is getting there, and he, he's getting a lot better. Uh, Elijah, I like playing with you. Don't take this the wrong way. Um, <laughs> and then the, the other con is dead to me. The, <laughs> the other con I said. <laughs> the last con I said. This is the one's going to be in big trouble. I said, wives just need to watch the kids so we can play real games. Oh, um, but you know that one's probably going to cost me. Uh, I'm going to be sleeping on the couch yeah. here probably for the next week. Wow, because of, I, it cost you a point too. I think so. It did probably. <laughs> if you like the show and you would like to be a new host, leave it in the comments. <laughs> Let's go to the pros real fast. Games. Let's quickly okay. glide over that and go to the pros. The pros are kids are wonderful gifts from God, <laughs> and uh, kids say the funniest things. They sure do. <laughs> Uh, and and wives shouldn't have to watch kids because we should we should play games with them so they can have a break you know and that's 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 the pros. Um, I love playing games with kids, but at the same time, it is a very different experience. Uh, as you guys know, I do love heavy euros, and that's just not going to happen until my my kids are older. Um, but there's some fun kids games. Uh, you know, we we played uh, actually taught uh, uh, all three of my kids Sushi Go the other day, and they had a blast uh, with it. I don't think the nice. the youngest one really quite got it, but he was still having fun. And uh, we played Click Clack Lumberjack lately. So you know, there's fun kids games for sure. Cool, and I'm glad all think, three uh, of your kids played. What's that? I'm glad all three of your kids played. Well, the fourth one is still, I don't consider the other one, and he's not a kid, he's still a, a toddler. So okay, that's, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I just didn't include him, okay? Years from now, Peter's going to be like, I have a complex because I think I was a kid. Uh, Daniel, why don't you tell us about your experience playing with kids? All right. Well, I actually really enjoy playing with kids. Today is Father's Day. We're recording on Father's Day, and my kids actually had a uh, Father's Day gaming marathon, and it was a blast. And uh, they, for reference, are age nine and seven. Uh, the seven-year-old really is hard to wrangle into playing a game, but the nine-year-old will often play games with me. But uh, yeah, it was a blast. It was a great time. We started the day off with apples to apples. It's one of my youngest's favorite games. Um, and you know, when you're playing with a game, you're sitting around the table and um, you get to connect with them in a way that you don't in normal situations. Um, and when you just hear your kids laughing, um, you know, just belly laughing through apples to apples, it makes even a game that's not as desirable as apples to apples all of a sudden that much more fun. Um, 
They um, are also, uh, it's really fun to see the gears start to moving when they're strategizing. Like we played Unmatched with uh, Brendan and, uh, and my wife and we... Uh, and it was just so much fun to watch him maneuver all the the raptors away, try to think about how he was going to block off some of the um, escapes. Um, but it's just a really cool experience that you don't normally get to see from your kids um, that you get to experience at the table. And as far as destroying games, if you just teach them how to take care of games, <laughs> then that doesn't happen. Ever Might since be a my... separate parenting issue. Yeah, I mean, uh... maybe not. I mean, since my kids were two, they've had access to my entire board game, and the worst thing that's ever happened was Brendan dropped Marvel Legendary upside down. Uh, oh. Everything was 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 fine, but yeah. that that was a lot. Would have been a loss anyway. That was a lot of sorting. Yeah. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Are we being invaded? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's my take on it. Andy? Who's oh, next? Well, uh, thank you, Daniel. <laughs> I appreciate your take on it. And uh, yes, I will uh, gladly uh, talk to you off air about uh, parenting skills so that I can get some <laughs> pointers from you, oh, wise one. Uh, John, let's go to you, old man. Well, you're not old man. That's old man Chris, but you yes. are the old man. So it's kind of confusing. John, let's go to Chris. Chris, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so. First all, don't know what just happened. All, I, I will say, though, I uh, thank you for your thoughts, uh, Dan- Daniel, and you did uh, lead me to something that I hadn't thought about before. If Apples to Apples is a board game, anything can be a board game. Because that ain't a, even a game. That's just silliness. Anyways, so uh, kids, yeah, with games, um, they are, you know, a blessing and a curse for sure. Uh, you know, I, I have kind of anxiety when they start like picking them up and I'm like, ah, you're going to break them. But like the funny thing is, I don't know why, honestly, I don't know why I do because I don't care about my box <coughs> stuff like everyone else does. I mean, obviously I made the joke about I need a bag for my bag, but it's only because I feel the exact opposite. It's whatever. Like, like I got a copy of like Stone Age um, that like, it's been heavily worn because I've played that game a ton since its original release. So, um, I mean, I, I don't try to be like, uh, um, like cavalier, I guess. So I guess is the word, whatever with my stuff, but like, whatever. So, um, but yeah, so I don't know. Sometimes I'm always like freaking out when, when my son's like over with my games, like, what are you doing? But at the same time, uh, I love playing with him. Um, one that he really likes recently is first and roll. Uh, I really like that game. He really enjoys it. Uh, I actually like it for a lot of reasons that we won't talk about here. We'll go over that at some point down the road. But uh, for, he's really likes first and roll, but even games like uh, Rhino Hero, like that's a fun, I mean, it's a dexterity game, but he enjoys it. And, um, you know, if I could make a connection with him now and then, you know, maybe another five, 10 years, I can start playing those heavier heroes like, like Andy's talking about with him. That'd be fantastic. But even if I don't, even if I'm still playing kind of some light games with him, still playing with my son is super gratifying. So, you know, they're, there is some downsides as you can't always play all the games you would want to play right now with them because they just can't wrap their mind around it. But the gratification no. that you get with them, uh, regardless, is 100% a boon that uh, always makes it worth it. What about Thank you, you very much, Chris. Oh. Well, I think that does it for this segment. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, John, John, yeah, go ahead. Thank you, Andy. You're always so gracious. Hmm. Um, 
this segment is is should be should be my meat and potatoes because my kids are older than yours and they, they're right in that range where they're old enough that they can understand pretty much any game but they're young enough that they don't have that independence where they can just run off away from dad when anytime they want to so they're kind of a captive audience but yet i have everybody's not a gamer unfortunately and so unfortunately yes and so i've spent a lot of time and money buying games that oh i'll play this with the boys i'll play oh i'll play this with the boys i'll play all these games with the boys and actually i don't know if you can see it behind me i've got fireball fireball island up on the Mm -hmm. it's with my trophies because it's kind of a trophy because i got them to play it so (laughs) that's a trophy man that's understand that was that got a play one but it's a play and we're going to try to build on that and i have found that my youngest will play i've got to try first and roll because i just got that in a trade but he'll play some football themed board games Okay. But uh, and then uh, recently, we tried the Marvel Unmatched because my oldest was really into the Moon Knight with the Moon Knight series going on, so he was all into that. He wasn't crazy about the series, it turns out. So we'll see if that gets any more plays. But <laughs> it's so. But but another thing that people talk about when they're playing games with kids, though, because I I actually got more plays with them when they were younger, and one of the games we played a lot was Stratego, and that's kind of a good strategy game you can play with kids that are young. And so, but the thing is. You guys are like me, probably. You have the competitive juices flowing, and I have to do. I can't make myself let people win, so I had to. That's but for a little hint for you out there, Stratego is a good game where you can just sabotage yourself because I let him do everything, and I, I set all my pieces up at random, and then for as long as I can stand it, I just move the pieces from left to right <laughs> as long as I can take it until I'm like, I can't do it anymore. I got to play the game. But that gives him kind of a head start and, you know, trying to find where my flag is and whatnot. But, and, you know, you're like, why is my admiral hidden way back here? But so, so just a little hint for you, set up your strategy at random. If there's other games where you can do a random setup to, and then actually play the game, but it gives your kid enough of a, of a jump start on you, then that's, that's just a little hint for me. But because I, I can't just sit there and not try the whole game, but that's just me. Thank you, Andy, for giving me some time. Yeah, John, my pleasure. And you know, by the way, a little, little tip for everybody out there that likes Stratego. If you want to take a step up in that same kind of world, get that same kind of feel, but actually a good game, uh, try uh, uh, Lord of the Rings, The Confrontation. I, yeah, I've heard that is good. It, it is a, a great Stratego game. type yeah, play. But yeah, it does look good. And an excellent theme. There you go. You'll never hear me criticize Lord of the Rings. So okay. anyway. Well, uh, I think that does it for this segment. So let's uh, throw it to our next uh, our, our game, which would be... Uh, Oh, do we have another game to talk about? Yeah, we do. Uh, we do. We are oh, the uh, biggest one. Unmatched. Oh, uh, unmatched. Oh, is that yes. a game? Is that a board game? <laughs> yes, There's no it board. is a board is, game. Is there a board? Yes, there is. There's oh, a okay. course. And a neoprene mat if you back the new Kickstarter right now. Man. So, yeah, I'm so, trying to get off fossil fuels. No more neoprene. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All man. renewable boards. <laughs> All re- <laughs> only renewable board games. Green energy board games only. Sorry, go ahead. I want my board games to have solar panels. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Unmatched. All right, it is uh, has uh, climbed to one of the top ten games for me. Um, it's it's maybe even teetering there as a number one game. Um, I, I just really have enjoyed this game. I've really enjoyed playing this with my son. Um, but everybody I um, play, um, you know, get, teach it to, I've just really enjoyed it. Um, the whole premise of this Wait, is did you that- say everybody? Everyone I showed. Everyone I showed. You showed it to me? Yeah, you. No, I didn't show it to you. The uh, designer of the game showed it to you, and you oh, thoroughly, wow. 
trashed it in front of him. But we'll get to that oh. in a second. Let's talk about. <laughs> wow. <laughs> let's talk about what the theme of this game is. So, Unmatched is a uh, miniatures uh, dueling game. Um, they come from uh, the the characters come from pages of literature, from the screen. Uh, there's Moon Knights. There there's Marvel. There's in the picture. There's Luke Cage and Ghost Rider. You have uh, uh, Bigfoot and Allison. Alice in Wonderland, you have uh, some other, just everything. You have Buffy, you have dinosaurs. This game is a, an incredible game. You're, you're uh, taking two fighters, matching them up against each other. Each fighter has unique deck, and it's just a simple, I could teach you how to play it right now. This is your three actions. You get to maneuver. You draw a card and move. Okay, Or you can attack. You play a card that says, I attack. And if I attack Chris, he plays a card that says, I defend. And if my attack is higher than Chris's defense, the difference is how much damage you take. Boom, that's the game. You've just learned how to play unmatched. <laughs> this game is simple, but it is just uh, immensely uh, full of full of so many uh, great choices, full of so much uh, diversity and uniqueness that, um, yeah, it's just a, a great time. But uh, I don't want to rave about it. I'm going to give somebody else an opportunity to uh, give us their thoughts. So, Chris, why don't we start with you? What do you think about unmatched? I, I think it's fine. Um, I, I no, I, I mean like that's the best way to describe it. Like it's, I, I don't. That's the problem. Exactly. Like I mean that's the thing. I, I am very passionate about how I feel about most things, but like this one, I just can't decide how I really feel about it. Like I, I have some times where I play it and I really really enjoy it, and then I feel other times it just kind of drags. Um, but the, I mean the premise, the idea, the play length the mechanics of the card draw the play the cards and like the attack and defense like you talk about like those are good and i think they do a pretty good job of making the decks thematic to the characters like i played alice uh recently and that was cool how you're big and small that, that kind of thing um and uh but i gotta admit though my favorite moment of ever playing the game was when i was using the deadpool uh expansion because one of the cards is like if you attack and win with this attack the person who defends has to buy you a drink so <laughs> immediately if if you if i'm able to get real world uh earnings from playing a board game it immediately is a win in my opinion so uh that's why i was like i'm not sure because that one moment was so great i got a free drink that was incredible uh and i think actually it was because it was a team game i was able to get a drink from both of them that was the best yeah. part so uh, shocked that no, somebody I mean, followed through with that card like on your own. <laughs> exactly uh but yeah no it was a. Uh, um yeah, it's I, I think I think it does a good job of solving the miniatures problem within the board game space or just overall for that matter with time, investment, all those things. Considering all the the downfalls that miniature games as a, as a whole usually have, Unmatched fixes most of them. Um, so um, you know, if I would say it's one of those things like, you know, if 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 the the sales speech on it, so to, so to speak, sounds intriguing by you. If you buy the base game, you're probably not going to be disappointed. But at the same time, I'm not in love with it either. I'm just, it's it's fine. All right. Well, let's hear some love from it. John, what do you say about it? There we go. Uh, <clears throat> well, it's it's the best skirmish game you can get. There's really no, no even close second, in my opinion. And that's I'm not saying that because I'm a tournament champion. <laughs> but... <laughs> But well, it is a fact. A I am a tournament champion, so <laughs> there is that. But just proves I know what I'm talking about. But Chris, 
couldn't agree, couldn't disagree with you more. That the, the decks aren't somewhat themed and a decent job. They're amazingly themed for all these characters, and the characters are so vast and so diverse. Um, it started out with, yeah, some pretty plain Jane, uh, what characters that everybody heard, has heard of is like yeah, Sinbad, King Star Arthur, like that. Sinbad, oh, Sinbad and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. that didn't really interest me that much. But then I think the first one I played with, this cracks me up that this is even a character. Bruce Lee is a character. <laughs> Not a, a character he played in a movie, but Bruce Lee. It's like, you know, I'm going to get Bruce Willis as my fighter, you know. And so that just cracks me up that it's, you can just play as Bruce Lee. And once again, his was thematic. And it's and now it's I used to have the where, where I was trying to get my kids to play. We re- talked about this earlier. Bought all these Funkoverse fighting games and they took a look at them and not nearly as much of a look for as much as we invested in them. But now, for Father's Day, they bought me Marvel Unmatched. Both of the big sets of Marvel Unmatched. So, And they will play these. So there you go. That's Even even the kids like them. And it's it's not because it's simple either. It's every deck. It's so much fun to go through each character. I've never had it. I've played different characters, I think, every time. And... It's just so much fun pouring through your deck as you're playing and trying to figure out what is the best way to play this deck. And then, oh, there's three more of these cards as you see it when you come up. Oh, so, you know, I can go ahead and use this now. Don't have to worry about it. Maybe another one will come up. There's there's just so many little layers to it. And I've and once again, to end to final, I'm going to say I had two people that I've shown this game to recently that literally don't like skirmish games and told me that going in. I'm like, I said, well, it's, it's quick. We'll play it real quick before we do anything else. And then when they play it, they're like, I, this, I see why people like this. I think one of the one of the people even said it's now his favorite game. Wow. So that'll just show you right there that Unmatched is the way to go. If you haven't played it yet, you got to get into it. It's not even that expensive. So and it, when you awesome. get one, you get if you get yeah three characters in a set and and you're and you are ready to go as yep. they say. Yep. So, uh, who do do we know that person that you played Unmatched with? That's I think we know both of them. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. One of them uh, is a, one of them is a famous game designer. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> the other one is a man of the cloth. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> well, I didn't know you showed Ken O'Connor the game. I thought I, thought I, I did. did. Am I incorrect? I mean, it was that birthday. Oh, maybe con. you did. It was that birthday con. <laughs> but still, yes, I, I get your point. All right. Well, Andy, okay. you're you're sitting over there very uh, enthused. Uh, I am. I, you know, know, I, I, I want to give it love because I do want to. I, I want to give it love because I, I, I appreciate the fact that they're doing to these uh, great links to make these characters unique and stuff. But I'm just, I'm just not an Amerithrash guy, and that's what this is. I mean, it's a skirmish game. It's, it's, yeah. If I want to beat somebody up, I'll do it in real life. You know, <laughs> um, that's why I played hockey growing up. So. Yeah. Uh, now, if I want to, if I want to do something fun, you know, playing my board games, I want to do something exciting like uh, uh, farming. <laughs> I want to collect resources. I want to grow my family. I want to build fences. I want to <laughs> growing your family is fun. <laughs> I want to do exciting things like that. So, uh, no, I, I guess I'm just more the puzzly type and the euro type and 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 the economic type. I. The, the skirmish game, it's okay. If, if I was going to play a skirmish game, honestly, I'd play a, a lesser known one, I guess, that didn't get quite as much traction, but I thought was pretty good, was Godzilla. And maybe that's just because I'm a big Godzilla fan. I grew up watching those movies. But uh, This one's better. Eh, yeah, maybe I need to give it another shot. I mean, I, I just wasn't that super impressed. Um, and, and the other thing that turns me off from it a little bit is like, it's a money grab a little bit, isn't it? I mean, it's just like, oh, hey, we got a mechanism here, so we're going to make a billion characters, and we're going to sell you so much, and 
Yeah, whatever. You, you know, business well, is make board games to make money, right? Yeah, but so. uh, GameStop, that's right. Yeah. That's absolutely right. <laughs> uh, it would be a money grab if they were putting out garbage, and they're not putting out garbage. Everything they've put out that I've played is amazing, and they, they you can tell they put Hey, this the is my time. This is my time. What are you doing? Your time oh, is, is over. This is, no. Oh, is my time over? over? Yeah. Oh, okay. time. Oh, this yeah. is community time. That's yes. right. <laughs> Let's all gather but, around for circle the time. Second best, the second best uh, skirmish game, I agree, is, uh, what is Tokyo Clash. That is really good. I yeah. think it's it suffers from that. There's only so many guys in it, yeah. And so yeah. the replayability isn't as good, and the whole interacting with the buildings and all that gets a little tiresome. Yeah. It's but, kind of fun though. Come on. Oh, you, it is fun. You, I'm not saying it's not good. If you throw a monster up against a building, yeah. it can then uh, get you extra energy or something, mm-hmm. and then. Yeah. Yeah, you can yeah. throw a monster into a monster. It's it's kind of cool. Well, and I like your uh, copy, Andy. You actually had the little micro machines that were added to it for the the buildings. Oh well, that was yeah. that was not in the game. That was my yeah. own doing. But yeah. yes, I bought some old Good micro idea. machines to uh, get some tanks and, and ships and stuff. In yeah. There. Now yeah. I, I will say just for the point's sakes, I don't feel like I got to uh, to say my say about the game. So let me say something about Unmatched here. Uh, so I can try to get some points before we end this here. <laughs> so, uh, whoops. Healing to the judges. That's right. That's right. All right. So, Unmatched. Why is this a great game? Um, I think Chris said it best when he said that it takes away some of the issue that we have with Miniatures game. The, the investment and the time. And, um, and th- these get rid of both of those. Uh, I have every set, which there's like 30 characters. And it is a little costly. But you don't have to do that. You can buy one set and be very, very um, uh, content with what you got in that one box. Um, as far as time, this plays under 20 minutes if you do it well and you're not, you know, in analysis paralysis every single move. Um, any game that you can play under, you know, 30 minutes and have a fulfilling, rich experience is a, is a success in my book. Also, the simplicity of this game. You know, I can teach it to my... I can teach it to a priest, I can teach it to a game designer, and I can teach it to a 10-year-old. <laughs> hey, take that for whatever it is, but the point where, is... Where's the priest on that spectrum? I, was... <laughs> I don't know. You have to figure it out. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, the, 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 the it's so easy to use. And then also, they went to Marvel. I mean, mm-hmm. go after my own heart. I was already mm-hmm. in love with this game, but then all of a sudden they said you can do Marvel, and then they did the Marvel characters that not everyone knows about. That's my favorite theming of Marvel board games. When you can give me an obscure character that, like, well, and I know you know Moon Knight's obscure. He just got a movie, a TV show, but he is. Nobody knows who Moon Knight is. I read comics. I barely knew what Moon Knight is. So if you thought you knew who Moon Knight was, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, <laughs> I. I I love the game. Uh, the theme is awesome, and the, and the potential for it is also immense as well. Um, Brendan constantly asks me, when are they going to make a Star Wars version? Which is ironic, because the game came from Star Wars Epic Duels. So, But I was like, maybe. They might come out with Star Wars. You, or what if they did a Lord of the Rings, Andy? Uh, would that be a little more appealing to you then? <laughs> yeah, I want to see uh, Frodo go up against Gollum. That'd be great. Oh, I was hoping you're going to say goal, uh, Frodo versus a T-Rex. I'd pay money oh, for that. Be, that'd be great. <laughs> Here's Gaffer Gamgee yes. against uh, one of the Golden Girls. Yes. Oh, wait, that's... that's <laughs> oh, that's, my gosh. Funk. If they even the Golden Girls. Oh, no, <laughs> that's one I would buy. No. There's no era. That would be that's amazing. Funny. All right, guys. Well, that's I'll it for... you all with Blanche. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. So that's it for uh, Unmatched. And that's also it. For 
around the board. So let's see who the winner is. As you guys can see, Chris and Daniel, we both stayed at the bottom at 13. Uh, Andy could not hold on to his lead at 14. But tonight, the big winner, the big speech giver is John Theismann with 15 points. Go for it, sir. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, The best thing about winning is that all of you had to lose. So that's kind of a... (laughs) gift in itself but what i want to talk about is a serious problem in the board gaming community and that problem is inserts uh i know you don't like to talk about it but how are your inserts doing (laughs) not well are they they're sitting over there on the shelf right now and you're worried about it your sweat's rolling down your forehead as you're looking at those games just knowing that those components are loose in there and jiggling around you can see lid is just a little bit askew because it's all sliding down to the bottom <laughs> of the box what is up with the inserts i can't i said earlier i can't throw away boxes for the expansions and i don't throw away inserts and i'm going to give you one of the big one of the big egregious offenders here is ethnos love the game ethnos and this is an older game chris how about well older for me it's like 2016 <laughs> and ugly so really and it's ugly but it's a really good game and it has this amazing looking insert but i finally had to break down and put everything in bags because the insert just everything just falls right right out of the insert so i mean everything does at 180 degrees so i know but even but regardless it's got this insert where what what's supposed to go in here nothing even fits in there so it's you're looking at it like what 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 some of it works some of it doesn't and it's just i tried to get it all to work and it was annoying and this isn't the only game like this all of you know you have games the same way where you it's got this beautiful insert in it and you put everything in where you sometimes you can't even figure out what's supposed to go in it. it's like there's nothing that shape what what was that for <laughs> you know it's like not the shape of the cards it's not the shape of the tiles i don't know what's supposed to go in there and so please just if if at least have, uh, uh, what I'm starting to like better is when they just have the little half cardboard thing in there to take up some of the space and a bunch of bags. Because if you can't make the insert right, don't make it at all. Because it's just going to frustrate me for, for years because I'm going to try to use it. So that's my rant is about the unusable inserts. Thank all you right. for your time. Did you know, John, right. that's how we used to do it back in the day? Where yeah. it was just like a little bit of like space taken up on either end and then a big hole that you put yep. all your stuff in? Just yep. The inserts are a waste. They're a waste because I store them vertically. Also, I know. That's what I'm saying. Also, uh, <laughs> I do want to say, since you also recently got a copy of First and Roll, that is the best insert I've ever oh, seen really? in my entire life. Okay. And uh, we'll talk about that about some other episodes. I'm going to look into that. Our, we should have our own award show. We'll call it the Insert Awards. Ooh, <laughs> I like it. Do you, though? Next time on the Insert Awards. All right, guys. Well, I think that does it. Congratulations, John. I hate to congratulate you, but I am doing so regardless because I am sworn by oath. Um, guys, it's been fun playing a, playing a little game, and uh, I hope you'll join us next time on Around the Board and check out yes. our social uh, channels, and uh, uh, be sure and send us in some questions to our email as well, and we will talk to you guys next time. See you next time, guys. Legs don't work. <laughs> Are you still doing that? Yes. <laughs>